we have a right to I know. I deserve to have access to safer yes. products. You deserve to have that access too. And it shouldn't have to be in a boutique brand that you have to seek out. You should be able to pull your shit from a shelf mm-hmm. and have access to safe products. And you shouldn't have is- to read all the labels, email the companies for the policies. No. You know, we're doing these things now because we're 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 agents of change, but we are working for an agent. Like we are agents of change to make sure that you guys can live a life without having to work that hard. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by a nutritional therapist, Cassie Knavel, and professional esthetician and makeup artist, Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. So this week's What's Up? What's Up? What's going on? What's cracking? Is I want to know what's what you're doing and what you're loving for your makeup routine right now uh, i always want to know those things from you yeah we're talking about food last week we're talking about beauty this week makes sense so this week i want to talk about what i'm doing in my routine which is interesting because i feel like i i'm yesterday i was looking through my instagram like deep instagram like a while ago before i found non-toxic and things like that and i really miss the color play that i used to do Mm-hmm. I I used to have so much fun with color and I mean even just the subtle nuances differences between warm shades and cool tones and the variety within that and um, the artistic part of it was just so much fun for me and then when I came to understand uh, what how messed up our cosmetics and skincare was <clears throat> it just kind of put these huge breaks of just okay wait uh what (laughs) it took me a second to it's taken me let's be honest it's taken me till about now it's taken me a year and about five months to get back to that place of like okay I understand what's going on I understand how to be safe and protect myself but still have fun so in the last little while I've started to really like love playing again with my color cosmetics instead of just taking the knowledge I have and just doing it you know doing what I know, but feeling inspired. Yeah. I'm feeling much more inspired lately. That's the nice way to say it. I, on Sunday, um, I can guarantee most Sundays I'm actually putting on a little bit of makeup, which doesn't always happen during the week. Um, but that's okay. My skin's happy and thankful because of it. But on Sunday I actually got to play a little bit and it's, um, I, I wanted a look that was a little more classic, Um, for the first time in a long time, I wanted something a little brighter around my eyes instead of contouring my eyes really deeply. I was like, okay, I think I want to play with some like brighter, like cool tones and like some shimmers and things. And so I've been really having a lot of fun dipping into all the different beauty counter palettes that I've got. Like I used, um, platinum as my highlight in my inner corner, um, from the new palette. 
And then I also put it like just under my eye. And honestly, I could have walked out the door just like that. So I think um, highlights always been a thing. But now that I'm feeling inspired to like play with color, I think I'm going to be playing a lot more with like highlight in general. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing with that a lot more and I'm really excited about some things that are coming and I think they're out by the time this airs. Yep, they are. So the whole pressed powder <coughs> shebang, I'm so excited. I don't have it in my hand yet, but I've been staring at the pictures. I'm so excited. So the thing I'm excited to see you play with is the statement palette. Mm-hmm. And that, that turquoise. Oh my yeah. goodness. We've got some really vivid colors coming. Um, and then the glitters. Yes. It's show me how to use glitter well. Please. I know, right? Oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> so excited. Uh I'm tried not to like get too excited before it because then it just makes me anxious, like like I'm really anxious because they're gonna ship any second, and so I'm like really excited, but I'm trying not to obsess over it. But you know, I've been like screenshotting other looks for inspiration that are based around some of these color tones and things that are coming Mm. so i'm you know and i've been gathering information and inspiration because really truthfully when pinterest came out i was like okay i i love pinterest like i it's funny my my favorite thing to do before i found pinterest was literally like cutting out all the things and pasting it in these books and they, it just it was therapeutic for me mm. and then I stopped doing it when Pinterest came out because it was so easy to do a similar thing but I still like when I'm on vacation or I'm like no I'm sick or I'm like need to have a down day I yeah Pinterest get all the I get all the magazines get back all the pinning oh no, the magazines I get the magazines out you go all the way I, and I physically start like cutting things out that inspire me and make me happy and there's something really therapeutic of like really staring at something in front of you without a screen yeah and like being like that inspires me and deciding you know you know putting your energy and your emotions into like I like that enough to cut it out and then paste it somewhere and like a vision board. Yeah, exactly. So I have intentions of creating a vision board for a big goal that Mm -hmm. I have coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a really, really big goal that's nowhere near in the future. I've kind of already opening a restaurant. I've started collecting. (laughs) Just going to throw that out there real quick. Opening a restaurant restaurant, uh, (laughs) in the future. And I think I might have talked about that in my intro episode. I can't remember. There was a lot talked about. I think you did too. During that episode. But that's the big, the big, big dream or one of the big dreams is to to open up a, a real food restaurant. And uh, that one I do have clippings for um, an inspiration. I also have a Pinterest board for that. But oh, yeah. I was kind of thinking we don't have a lot of physical space, but wall space is fine. We've got some wall space. I just you know need what to been... think of like a way to create a organized vision board because I can't handle like a bulletin board with a bunch of random you magazine what I do? clippings. I'll die. You get those big, these these things that are like in my studio right now. Yeah. The big like foam boards so white foam board yeah white foam board and then um i keep it under my bed and then i pull it out and look at it because i can't stand it either i can't do the i won't look at it i know myself well i won't look at it or put it on the back of a cupboard door or something yeah i'm punched (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm a i'm difficult (laughs) anyway no you're not you're just no you know what you want but you're feeling inspired by color and playing I am. with those and looking forward to having access to more I've been really things. enjoying like um the azalea lip gloss that's Ooh. like bright 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 pink um I've been loving BC red I know a lot of people are really intimidated by that color because it's like an orangey red it very looks so like good on everybody 
it's so like neon-y, ready, like corally red, like, you know, and it, it's very bright. I love it. I do too. I love it. And so does Lucy because she and I have a deal that every Sunday I let her pick a lip gloss to wear because she every every day will ask me a about gloss makeup. or a lipstick a lip gloss but she's been we've been doing that for probably about six weeks now and she's starting to this is how I know she's my daughter she's slowly starting to be like mama it's just it's like clear and she's not even five right she's like it's clear it's not it's not like she doesn't know how to say the but she's like it's, like it's not yeah it's not bright enough why is it not bright i'm like well honey it's a lip gloss they're they're meant to be just like a little bit of color and she's like but i want it to be brighter and i'm like oh she's not even five and i was like okay this was the sunday before fourth of july so i was like all right i was already wearing bc red and she was like <laughs> i'm gonna wear that like why is it so bright on you and it's not, i was like okay so <laughs> to caveat i know i was like okay because it's almost 4th of July, I will let you wear this color if you can be responsible with it. Because this color will stain a lot of things because it's so pigmented. And she was just like, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Like she was like, let's go. <laughs> so excited. And I can't even tell you. I put it on her and she looked in the mirror and her eyes got all big. She was like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. So she loves color too. <laughs> Um, but it's and and, it, and she actually like had a snack while we were in church and like ate it all off anyway pretty quick so it was it was it made her happy all the more for safe cosmetics yes and which, which is why we're talking about in detail today yes which is why I felt comfortable with her participating otherwise I probably would have been like uh yeah anyway so I'm really inspired by color lately um, mostly lips I'm starting to get really inspired by eyes and which that's when I know that things are starting to circle around again because I'm like when you okay. start messing with the eye color that's when the artistry really comes out and yeah so that's what I'm inspired by and that's what I'm loving right now my beauty routine and I love that I don't have to worry about a lot of things now like I'm I'm feel solidified in my understanding you know I know I know exactly what I'm getting into Whereas before, when I started to learn about stuff, everything was like freaked me out, you know. But what about you? What are you doing in your beauty routine? Oh, gosh, like nothing. Um, <laughs> my, yeah, eyebrows, always. <laughs> the brows. Um, my current makeup routine is literally like m- as minimalist as it gets and all cream products for the most part. So yeah. I will do, I'm not really wearing any makeup right now except for mascara and brows. But <laughs> always brows. <laughs> but I even out my skin tone a little bit with some tinted moisturizer, the Dew Skin from Beauty Counter. It's one of my faves. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best part was like my skin clearing up enough to use a tinted moisturizer instead of foundation. That I was just, like, really fun just, to watch. I just like it. You're and like, then, you look at my skin. Look yeah. at my skin. <laughs> uh, mascara for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, filling in brows. Sometimes I throw on some eyeliner, which I usually just do like a a flat brush and I was gonna wet it down do. and do shadow because that stays better on me. I just yeah, set it I'm with some finishing powder. Wearing eyeliner from yesterday. I believe it. And it's wetted down it's not charcoal. Bad. It's not bad. Yeah. No, it's stayed it's on. It's good, actually. Um, and then like a bold lip. Mm. And then the other cream. lips for it, too. Yeah, the other cream products I do are like the the highlighters, like the rose rose glow, bronze glow, pearl. Yeah, the illuminators because um, I can just like 
you know, just throw that on and <laughs> just whoop and blend it and call it good. That's amazing. So, uh, but yeah, like a very basic face and a bold lip has been kind of my jam because I was like that for the such bold a lip makes time. me feel like I actually tried. Yeah, but I I didn't really try. You so, just put on a lip color. Yeah, which I, I never thought I would get there. Never thought I would like bold lipsticks. Like there's something about clear skin that lets you feel adventurous enough you could throw on no makeup whatsoever in a bold lip yes. and just feel so good sometimes that's my favorite is like no brows mascara bold lip yeah and that's pretty much my daily at this point or at least like a bold lip gloss so i'm digging the azalea right now too Ooh. it's so bold bright pink but i also am digging garden party garden which party. is a color intense from beauty counter that is like bright pink and i'm not it's like so pretty it's like barbie peel it's not barbie bright pink. pink oh yeah mm-hmm. and i never thought i would like that and when i put it on i was like oh I okay this is <laughs> okay all right so it, it helped open my mind a little bit to, yeah. to that because i get fr- afraid of playing with the color so i'm excited to see what you do with all the new pressed powders and genevieve <sighs> kind of like hinted to this but beauty counter has now by the time this episode airs released yeah an entire new collection of pressed powders and that includes i think two highlighters three new bronzers three new eyeshadow palettes each that kind of like lend a different look classic romantic and statement nine shades in each nine shades in each Uh yeah (laughs) and then and each one in the center has like a glittery Oh my gosh. Veil, I can't like even. mica, right? Mm-hmm. Shadow to do so that you can kind of like turn it into a, a more like, I don't know, a little fancy. Yeah. I mean, who? D- and I don't know anyone that doesn't that love I'm glitter, like, at least on somebody else, even. <laughs> and then seven new blushes. I think you're right. Seven new blushes. Mm-hmm. I know I'm right on that one. And that's bonkers because mm-hmm. that's a lot of shades. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's why I'm just like. But my, the one I'm digging is nectar. I got my hands on it at Leadership Summit. That's yeah. my favorite brush blush from that right now. It's got a stunning like shimmer finish effect to it. That's just yeah, not but not like glitter. glittery. Yeah, Ugh. but it's like a sheen. It's just got this gorgeous sheen to it. That's really so pretty. pretty. I make Genevieve do my my cheeks anytime <laughs> I can't get her to do it. Because since she did it at Leadership Summit, I was like, oh, that actually shows up in pictures. Oh, I see. All right, last week we did an event together at Ronald McDonald House and she goes, so I don't have anything on my cheeks. I don't know where it went. And I was like, come here. Let me fix you. Come here. Um, and then we also have liquid eyeliner re-releasing. So we had I'm some pumped. in the holiday collection, um, but they've improved the formula and the applicator is different too. So I'm, yeah, I'm curious excited to, to get see. my hands on that. Yeah, I don't have it yet. So I'm I didn't dislike the one from Christmas. I like I'm just curious to know what they've done with that because yeah. liquid liner can be a very statement a very like bold but can be simple little move I like I honestly eyes. I like to just fill in my lash line because my lash line is not very dense so even mm-hmm. when I wear mascara it looks like I'm basically wearing nothing you so, know a quick tip for your lower lashes yeah, do it. is wait for lower yeah like turn them turn the um the applicator straight at you and make little dots yeah. in your it actually truly really does make your lo- your lower lash I line learned look that thicker. from one of your videos <laughs> it works man oh I'll do that on my there are some like I look better with less lash 
on the bottom or in my opinion I do I feel like I look better when I have less lash on the bottom but there are some eye looks when you go really bold on top you kind of need to balance it a little bit Mm, okay so that's why I like that tip because sometimes it can balance it without getting like the long spidery lower lashes which look stunning on some people Hmm. you know what I mean so well all of that to say Today's episode is all about heavy metals in cosmetics, specifically color cosmetics. Um, and I think this is something that uh, it is really important that we talk about. It's something this that's is like so near and misunderstood. Dear. Yes, near and, and dear for and me. And this, guys, is why you keep hearing us talk about freaking beauty counter makeup. Mm-hmm. And the skincare is amazing, but the piece of it that is so compelling to me as a practitioner is not exposing ourselves to known carcinogens, known toxins, known endocrine disruptors, all of that. And here's what we do know. There's heavy metals in our colored cosmetics. Big time. Um, And what some of you might not know is the lack of regulation in the industry. And so that's kind of where I want to start. So basically, you know, the cosmetics industry polices the purity of its own products. So self-regulated. It's totally self-regulated, which means there's no regulation. So it's like telling a toddler, here's... Here's all the candy and the food in the world. I expect you to have one a day. Yeah. That's not going to happen. And it has been it literally like up until a couple of weeks ago, 80 years to the day that just, since a law was passed governing the safety of our personal care products. So that literally means there has been no government entity even really looking into what they can do to make personal care products safer since World War II era. Yes. Think about and that. And since then, we've had about 80,000 chemicals introduced into commerce, Mm-mm. of which about 10,000 are commonly used in personal care products, and less than 10% of those have been tested for safety on human health. Meaning that that's 10% has been even looked at. But, but all of them can be put in our products without telling us yep so oh gosh we're seeing things like heavy metals like lead arsenic mercury aluminum um found in a huge variety of personal care products namely lipstick big time um whitening toothpaste Mm -hmm. uh, deodorant with um aluminum and the deodorant um eyeliner and um mascara is really common mm-hmm. nail colors um and some metals are intentionally added as ingredients but for the most part most are contaminants yeah. so that's something that's you know we of course most companies are not adding lead cadmium mercury and arsenic to your products knowingly but well, here's they're knowingly it. adding ingredients that have that carry contaminants of heavy metals right well a lot of these companies that are making products out there like for instance you look at things like that are mineral based and they think it comes from the earth that doesn't mean it's safe for you that that means that yes it came from the earth but there's a lot of things that come from the earth that are not safe for your body or safe for consumption or near your mucous membranes or mass quantities i mean mm -hmm. so heavy metals occur naturally in the earth and they tag along with natural colorants which makes total sense i mean that's it's it's a chemical composition thing so like i mean and 
I think that the other thing that a lot of people don't think about is what's going on in the manufacturing process. And there's a lot of things that aren't regulated in the manufacturing process that they, and sometimes manufacturers don't even have to tell their customers about it. There's just a lot of things that have to be looked at a little more closely. And if, and if they're not going to be forced into it, then a lot of it has to do with where we're spending our money. Where's our dollars? Like where, what do we want? What, how are we voting with our dollar? It was a big deal for me, when, especially as a professional makeup artist, when I learned this, these things and, and coming from the med spa world where we didn't, we did have some um, color cosmetics in our, our spa, but it was also skincare, the contaminants, the heavy metals, things that can travel in that space too. But yep. it was, it was enough for me to be really sufficiently upset to be as a professional coming from that background and having no one ever even kind of bring it up to me anywhere in my education. I worked under doctors. Not once was that ever discussed is they probably didn't know. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, mean they is, didn't know. This is just it. Like even in the natural health community, we think that the words natural, botanical, plant-based, um, vegan, cruelty-free, whatever that they carry, much of any meeting and and some of those have certification processes that are actually pretty good but for the most part when you see natural on a label like that might make you actually want to run the other way depending Um, on yeah there can be a lot of greenwashing happening Mm -hmm. um, within the natural beauty industry but even in our space like as a nutritional therapist I thought I knew you know I thought you know if I'm if I'm shopping for cosmetics at Whole Foods or whatever natural grocery store is near me it must be okay for me. And the thing that's not talked about is the fact that when you're using natural colorants from the earth, you are carrying heavy metals. It's impossible not to. Yes. Um, and then as Genevieve mentioned, you know, certain metals can be introduced in through the manufacturing process as well. And the packaging process. I mean, all sorts of things. And so, you know, exposure to heavy heavy metals can be linked to a bunch of different health concerns. Um, oh boy, heart, lung, and kidney damage, to to name a few. Um, and then reproductive and immune health, and then interestingly, lowered IQ. And what we commonly see in the literature is nervous system toxicity. So um, we want to avoid all of those things, and yeah. you know, we deal with. The thing, the thing about cosmetics is that's something you can control. Oh, Exposing yourself to. to heavy metals is something once you know, yes. right? Once you know, that's one thing you can control. So I want to encourage you guys as a practitioner, be respectful of your body, your health, your family's health, because you best believe when you are putting cosmetics on your face and then you're kissing your babies, you know that's getting transmitted to their skin, their lips, their saliva, oh, yeah. inside their system. You share so, fork with them. Yes. I mm-hmm. mean, honestly. So this is a really important issue for families, especially. And I want you to take a deeper dive. Have yeah. little toxic buckets, man. Yeah, they do. You know? Oh, so huge resource just to get this conversation started. Go check out the Environmental Working Group. You will probably hear us talk about the Environmental Working Group on nine out of ten episodes of this podcast. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about these issues within, um, you know, skincare, makeup, personal care, product industry, health and wellness, all of these things. Um, but they have a database called the Skin Deep Database, and it's at ewg.org/skindeep. You can look for either. Um, 
specific products and see how they rate, or you can look at specific ingredients and see how those rate. So if you search for one of your products, a specific brand, and it doesn't pop up for you, you can check the ingredients list and see, you know, where, where you need to kind of shore things up and you'll see a rating system from one to 10 Mm-hmm. Or EWG verified. Yes. EWG verified is the utmost quality and transparency from a company. They're um, getting a big list now. It's coming. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's coming getting together. so much better, and it, it's because we're asking for it. Yeah. you know, we're demanding it. At oh this yeah. Point. Um, and then you know, we in our family, we really don't do anything higher than a three. Yeah. Um, and some things that are some things are rated worse than they should be based on oh, talc is one of out, those. Yeah, outdated studies mm-hmm. or um, you know, all the studies are based on poor sourcing. So if you're getting good sourcing of a product, that's where talc comes yeah, in. Yeah, if can you get change proper it. sourcing, then it it would be much much low, lower because well, the contaminants. Talc, yeah, talc is contaminant. It gets a, a huge contaminant issue. process in there, and the majority of talc out there is contaminated. But if you know that the policies, this is where it comes in for me. When I choose to purchase from a company, especially as a professional, that people are trusting me to have yes. my eye out for this, I'm looking for companies that have good policies. They'll, they have transparency. I cannot tell you how frustrating it was because I didn't find Beauty Counter right away when I went non-toxic. It took me a couple months, um, but it was a big deal for me to do it right away because bridal season was coming. And I'm like, OK, I need to have this figured out. Otherwise, I can't live with myself to like put this stuff on humans especially for things like their wedding once you know you cannot unknow I know I couldn't I could not unknow and so when I started doing my research I was like okay this company looks they they tout high performance because that's what I need I need high performance so I would email their company and ask them what can you tell me about XYZ and a lot of it was what can you tell me about um, heavy metals in your cosmetics what can you tell me about do you guys do any testing that you can tell me about and I I think I emailed probably close to a dozen and probably about I think it was about six of them so yeah it was half yeah like six of them ended up coming back to me and saying that information is proprietary and then um, I heard nothing from the other ones and, I, and it was disheartening for me at the time because I just needed information to be able to make an informed purchase decision. Mm-hmm. And these are coming from companies that are trying to do the right thing in the industry or it looks like they're trying to do the right thing, you know. And so I'm currently like sitting here panicking because I'm like, OK, so now I'm going to have to like break down all the ingredients and just do the best I can. I really didn't think anything existed out there that um, any company that was trying to test regularly, responsibly, that sort of a thing. So yeah. for me, it was it was a it has to happen thing. So made it happen. <laughs> well, and this is why for me, as far as at least makeup is concerned, I'm always going to reach for beauty counter until I learn about other companies who are doing the kind of safety testing that Beauty Counter is doing. And this is why we obsess and talk about this so much, you guys. It's not this like majorly brand loyal situation. This is just like this is the only option out there where we actually can have peace of mind right now. And good God, I hope that that changes. I have faith that it will because we are demanding that it does. Well, the growth in Beauty Counter has been crazy. Oh my gosh, it's so clear that people are looking for this Mm -hmm. option. And so the reason why I reach for Beauty Counter when it comes to cosmetics is that 
Um, we screen every single batch of color cosmetics three times for heavy metals and all of our 1500 never list ingredients mm-hmm. um, before a product goes to market, working towards completely non-detect levels whenever we can. Um, Which is imp- key in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, and it's it's important to know that it's completely impossible for any company to claim to be heavy metal free. Yeah, but, like that's not a claim. Well, let's, if let's, you're seeing a company claim that, that's some literal bull. Because <laughs> even plant-based is going to have heavy metals in it. It's yes. Like, yeah. So it's like there, there are going to be heavy metal problems. And let's face it, a lot of the purely plant-based stuff does not have the color punch or the longevity like I've tried it all too you know and so if you think that it's heavy metal free then just take a second and like really look at what the company policies are saying yep. and figure out if they're testing for contaminants are they contesting when are they testing how often do they test yes and what do they do when they test <laughs> yep so this is the other piece of it too is just knowing what's really common in the cosmetics industry for testing for heavy metals so companies often accept certificates from suppliers stating that colorants meet international requirements for um, heavy metal uh, levels and within those international requirements that tends to be about 10 parts per million which is incredibly high. As way too high. It's way too high. And certificates aren't very reliable because metals vary base batch to batch. And so um, some test once to confirm the certificates, but most don't. And in general, what we see is heavy metals just varying widely as they're concentrated even throughout a colorant. Like one colorant, yep. it, can, it can vary a ton. Oh, yeah. So uh, as of right now, Genevieve and myself, <laughs> the pool of beauty counter consultants out there in the world, um, you know, we're not aware of another company that tests color cosmetics three times before bringing a product to market. Um, and that's huge. And so if you... Well, it's not it's not even just three times and once in their life. It's, it's raw ingredient state, formulation, and then again, a packaging. And then they also test when it's sitting there yeah, on the like, shelf they go life. back and shelf life. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where I, and they have pulled things after it's been sitting from its shelf life. Think about that for a second. If beauty counter is trying to do the right thing and they find a contaminant after it's been sitting for a while, do you know how long cosmetics sits in a storage someplace somewhere on a shelf? I mean, I, it kind of gives me the heebie jeebies when I think about it. Cause the, the amount of things that could be, I mean, I don't know anyone that's careful with their packaging either. Well, and this is, this is why it takes so long for Beauty Counter to come out with new with colors, even new colors, new mm-hmm. products in general, because our safety testing is so rigorous that it's near impossible to get things out in a timely manner. And then we have to test it at all different stages of its life. Uh, before we ever even release, launch, or bring a product to market. So the safety standards there are what keeps me coming back personally. Yes. And one thing I wanted to um, talk about for a couple minutes are the really common studies about lead in lipstick. Mm -hmm. So this is something that um, I've talked to 
uh, people about in the past as far as like my my client base is concerned because I'm always telling people if you're only going to switch over one thing if you're a lipstick user like have that be the first thing that you switch over because you're ingesting it like you're eating your lipstick all day long oh yeah if you're kissing your loved ones you're exposing them to it as well and there was a huge federal analysis back in 2012 that tested about 400 shades of popular lipstick and they all contained contained what they called trace amounts of lead oh my word but some of them were incredibly high and you know for years the campaign for safer cosmetics has been pushing for the government to set limits for lead levels in lipstick and other cosmetics and the fda has completely resisted you know they insist that you know the amounts that they've detected do not pose any safety or health risks but yet we're sitting here in a place where we have no regulation we have all these health health implications and things that we're going through um and, and it's you can't you can mm-hmm. no longer say that these pose no safety risk whatsoever mm-hmm. we are being exposed we are dealing with neurological issues it's been studied it's been proven that's the hard part and it's so frustrating because the government is like me it's fine so back in 2012 was the first time they actually went in and did some testing here um and it you know they basically were like you you know you need to take action and reports in lead of lead in lipstick to date like to the 1990s have kind of resurfaced periodically since then so there was all this data that existed that wasn't being talked about as well um, and then in 2007 the campaign for safe cosmetics tested 33 red lipsticks and found that two-thirds of them contained lead and one-third exceeded the fda's limit for lead in candy so the FDA no. does have limits for lead in food, but not in cosmetics. <laughs> oh. And so the FDA followed up in 2008 with its own tests on 20 lipsticks and expanded that analysis to include about 400 shades in their most recent study. And, um, you know, what they found out was that, you know, we have, you know, plenty of lead in, in lipstick along with other other heavy metals. But they're still trying to say it's not scientifically valid to equate the risk to consumers presented by lead levels in candy and compare it for something intended for ingestion compared to like bodily absorption. So they're still fighting and resisting and pushing against this. Um, And it's absolutely so unbelievably frustrating because we have petition and petition. And this is part of what the Personal Care Product Safety Act is all about. You guys, you can text Uh, better beauty to 52886 it will allow you to um, start the process of basically putting your stamp of approval on the personal care product safety your voice out there Mm -hmm. yeah get your voice out there and speak because this is a huge issue and and right now the fda doesn't even have wherewithal to regulate cosmetics they can't even recall a product yeah they don't have the teeth to do anything nothing nothing because there's no regulation anyway so i mean we have even no when governing there, body we have no rules in place and when there is a problem it takes it takes deaths for them to get involved in that i mean that's just not okay with me especially because when it becomes to environmental issues it's difficult to decide what the cause of death is when it's environmental there's just so many factors in those things but if we know scientifically what's happening with these heavy metals in our body and how it can be poisonous and it is poisonous we're finding heavy metals in our bodies it it just makes sense that it needs to be looked at a little more closely Uh, my my mom when she started getting into her Hashimoto's more she started getting into Isabella Wentz and she um, was written, she's a, a pharmacist who uh, started having a lot of her own Hashimoto's issues. She took things from a very like laboratory 
standpoint of testing herself. She was very regulated and how, and that's where my mom resonates with. She resonates with scientific data. So she really resonated with Isabella Wentz and what she found. And she started to go into remission with her Hashimoto symptoms, which were pretty intense for her. And she was in remission for a few months and then started getting symptoms again. And she's like, I don't understand. Nothing's changed. My food hasn't changed. My environment hasn't changed. Nothing's changed. She's like, it has to be like my water, like my city water or somebody's like, my, my air has changed near me cause I've, you know, at home. And so she literally sealed off her apartment as best as she could and tried to filter her air. Um, she had urine samples done. I mean, she did everything lab as she could to try to figure out what was going on. And she had skyrocketed in arsenic in her blood. And she was like, what? Like, where is this coming from? And started going through all of her things. And guess what? The only new thing was lip gloss. Oh my God. The only new thing in her regimen was lip gloss. And in her first edition book, she names the brand. <laughs> she had to take it out later, but in her newest editions, it's, it's taken out, but the story is still there. And it's fascinating that, uh, somebody could pinpoint it, but she was already just so clean and so regimented in how she lived her life that it allowed her to get that information. Yes. That was a huge point for my mom to wake up. I had already been doing beauty counter, but that was when she went, Oh, oh, this is real. <laughs> yeah, this is real. And it literally kicked her back into her Hashimoto's uh, symptoms. And then when she took it out and detoxed her system in a safe way that she knew and she was monitored closely, it it went away. She talked about this at the NTA conference in 2015. As I well. wish I would have known. She was, yeah. like, she was like really close to me in proximity. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We I hadn't even then. we hadn't even reconnected you and I at that point. I know so. that was that was a long time ago. So I think the really interesting thing to kind of bridge off of and talk about with this, too, is that, you know, for the most part, we all think in the industry, OK, well, you know, beauty counter products are not the least expensive things, right? We're advocating for safer products. Our testing takes a lot of rigorous effort. Our products are going to be more expensive because more goes into producing them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this thought process of like the most expensive products are going to be the safest. So that means that we can't get less expensive that are safe. And that's so not true. So when the FDA did this big study, the campaign for safe cosmetics said, you know what? I think those lead levels that you're finding are way lower than what you're actually reporting. Really? Yes. And so they did their own take on the results and found that the exact same lipsticks, like I'm not going to name this particular shade or, or brand, (laughs) um, but had more than twice as high the levels found in the previous FDA report and More than 275 times the level found in the least contaminated product in the recent report. So they wrote a letter to them and said, um, hello, (laughs) like this was in 2012 and the least contaminated product was wet and wild mega mixers lip balm. And it was also the least expensive on the entire list. Oh, interesting. So in a separate statement, they kind of said like, you know, this is demonstrating that price is not a good indicator of good manufacturing processes. And this was something I wanted to know because 
it's you know we think of like oh I'm, if i'm buying a high quality lips if i'm buying my mac if i'm buying my oh, my man. lancome my you know whatever you expect, you expect better. better quality you expect mm-hmm. it to be safer but oftentimes it's going to be more contaminated because it's you know maybe the manufacturing processes but that the heavily pigmented colors that come along with it oh yeah I actually have an interesting story about that too. So there's a, a brand that I do love and I've talked about it in the past. It's called RMS and it stands for uh, Rosemary Swift. And oh. that's the founder's name. I didn't know that that stand for that. Yeah. So she, um, she's a really interesting woman. She's been doing makeup artistry for over 35 years. She's done Vogue. She's done um, Harper's Bazaar. She's done Allure. She's done Glamour. She's the interview L. She's done everything big. She's done huge campaigns, traveled all over the world. So she's big into makeup artistry. And um, just, she says several years ago, so I don't know how long it's been, but several years ago, she began to experiment with some of her health issues that were causing her a lot of problems physically mentally emotionally like she's feeling full system issues um and she started to go through her testing process and learned that her blood contained high levels um including aluminum barium cadmium lead mercury and high level of pesticides and other chemicals and she was shocked but i think you and i both are not as shocked right no but interesting part was that her technician at the time asked her if she worked in the cosmetics industry and she was like yes why And, um, at that point, the technician was like, typically we see these levels, these high levels in cosmetic technician, cosmetic, um, industry of some kind, whether they're um, a model getting a lot of makeup put on them, whether they're a makeup artist or special effects, any Mm. of those things. And so I, I found that really interesting and she went on a mission to rehabilitate her health, but not give up her career. And that's what started RMS. So amazing. I've never heard that story before. I love it. It's I'm so thankful there's more people out there trying to do this stuff. So just the fact I don't know their their standards because it's not known. They won't share. It's not we don't know what their standards are. Better ingredients. But using much better ingredients. The fact that the the founders even aware of it means that of heavy metals and cosmetics. Yeah. Yes. Heavy metals and contaminants, things that like travel with it gives me a lot of hope that Mm. this is more than just some like closet group of people that are upset this is this is becoming bigger especially when people in the industry are becoming aware of it so it does give me a lot of hope so that's another brand you guys can check out is rms you can find it online or you can find it in a lot of um, cleaner boutiques and things like that but yeah you can also find some rms products in natural grocery stores as well yeah it depends on the spot anthropology has a nice little section for that too Mm. so yeah cool So the interesting piece of the last little bit of this study is that the Campaign for Safer Cosmetics cited federal research that concluded that there's no safe level of lead exposure for children. And experts stress that we need to shield children and pregnant women from exposure to lead. So even saying like international standards are 10 parts per million, that is too friggin much. Yes. And um a lot of pregnant women wear lipstick and we kiss our babies. I keep saying that, but it's so true. And the truth is that uh, from a nutritional a health perspective, like lead builds up in the body over time and lead containing do, yeah. applied. Yeah. Several times a day, every single day can add up to significant exposure levels. So if you're getting, you know, nine parts per million in your lipstick and then you're reapplying and reapplying and reapplying and you're ingesting and you're, you know, you're absorbing it through your skin 
skin as well. Your lips and your mouth are an extension of your digestive system. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's the so beginning. it's huge. And so this, I cannot stress to you guys enough, like, be, I know it can be debilitating to find out this information, but be empowered and know that there are companies out there who are trying to do the right thing. And one of the things that Beauty Counter is doing is trying to help all tides rise. Yes. This is not about Beauty Counter. This mm-hmm. is about we don't raising the bar Mm-mm. for everyone. So yes. Beauty Counter has collected a coalition called the Counteract Coalition. It's part of the group of people in the cosmetics and skincare industry, personal care industry, who are fighting for more health protective laws for all of us. Um, there's a great group of companies that's in the Counteract Coalition, and maybe Genevieve could bring it up for us. Yeah, um, I know 10 it, I know. Over 10 is in that. I know Credo Beauty just joined, which is so cool. I out of LA. love Credo. Yeah. They had the coolest campaign. Have you seen it? I don't know. Oh my gosh. They had the coolest campaign Probably that they not. just put out and it was, they partnered with a, um, a performance group and did this amazing campaign. If you guys get a chance, go to Credo. Oh, are you talking about the one they did with the EWG? Yes. Yeah. We'll link it in the show notes. It's amazing. I was like losing my mind when I saw it because it was all about, um, you know, the, the, the embodiment of how I feel about, I don't want to look clean. I want to be clean. Yeah. Like, yes, thank you. So I'm pulling up the, um, trying to the core. So there's a, there's a counteract coalition article in Vanity Fair and it's actually about beauty counter and counteract coalitions walk into DC this last spring. Um, do you have a list of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got Anne Marie skincare, Biosense, Cote, Cote, I always call it Cote, Cote. but it's Cote, Folane, which I've, I love Folane, Goddess Garden, Josie Moran, which I love because Josie Moran is in Sephora, guys, yeah. I love it, Osea, I got to meet the owner of Osea in January, I went over to a different conference and, and she is so nice and she is motivated and she's gathering people and like she had a big team with her i was like you go girl um pete rivko rahua hair care seventh generation love that yep. silk therapeutics sw basics tenovertin vapor organic beauty which is one of my favorite color cosmetics alternatives yep and um vintner's daughter that's so awesome i love it and this coalition is again working closely together to um elevate personal care product safety for everybody this is you know it's something that needs to be um, talked more talked about it's it's really really important and you know hopefully we're gonna be even more successful in getting this bill passed here very shortly and if the bill doesn't pass this year it will pass in the future um, and hopefully be improved upon because there are always things we can do to improve it so yeah so before we end, I wanted to read these quotes by a couple of the founders that um, is in this article that I really enjoyed. It says um, some of the members from this coalition, coalition. Mm-hmm, says we are delighted by the work of the coalition embrace working with this alliance of brands who understand this critical moment in human and environmental health. This is from Kissin, Kristen Keeley, co-founder of, and formulator at um, Vapor Organic Beauty. And then Jennifer Palmers, who's the founder of Osea that I got to meet, says safe cosmetics are a consumer's right and our Earth's rightful due. We are thrilled to partner with Beauty Counter to create meaningful change, which I think is a big reason why it's so easy for me to partner with beauty counter because 
it feels like this is a human right issue, not a, oh, I just want to make good choices. It's no, this is, we have a right to I know. deserve to have access to safer yes. products. You deserve to have that access too. And it shouldn't have to be in a boutique brand that you have to seek out. You should be able to pull your shit from a shelf mm-hmm. and have access to safe products. And you shouldn't have is- to read all the labels, email the companies for the policies. No. You know, we're doing these things now because we're, we're, we're agents of change, but we are working for an agent. Like we are agents of change to make sure that you guys can live a life without having to work that hard. Yes. Which is why like championing and working with beauty counter is such an honor, frankly, Ditto. as a nutritional therapist, as a human being, as a mother, like this, this issue, clearly we get real passionate about it. I don't know if the volume, <laughs> the volume just increased in here, up in here. Um, but you know, this is something to where you know, we need to realize like, this is not a woman's issue. This no. is not about makeup. It's not even about skincare. It's about safety and, and being able to respect your body with what you know and having access to information and then being able to make informed choices. If you don't know, how do you even make the change? Yeah. If you don't know better, you can't do better. So if this is the first time you're hearing this, please don't be overwhelmed. We just get really passionate. We get about real it. passionate. <laughs> but just know that like using that the environmental working group resource is gonna be your happy place. They have a great article on the Personal Care Product Safety Act. Um, if you are versed in this issue or if this is something that's been brewing for you um, and you want to get involved, first of all, like becoming a beauty counter consultant is a fantastic way to advocate for safer laws for everybody. But also, guys, go support the Personal Care Product Safety Act. It's a bipartisan bill. It was introduced by Senator Feinstein, who is a Democrat out of the state of California, and Susan Collins, who is a Republican out of Maine. It's going to inform regulation in the personal care products industry, requiring companies to ensure that their products are safe before marketing them and giving the FDA tools it needs to protect the public. Because right now, the FDA cannot act to protect the public. They have no wherewithal to do so that. So that means there is no regulating body that can protect exactly. us. And and. Each year, with the introduction of this bill, each year the FDA would have to do a safety review of five new ingredients and contaminants. Um, and, and, and then at the outset, these would include things like formaldehyde-releasing chemicals and long-chain parabens. So those would be the first that would be addressed. And the act would give the FDA some tools for ensuring safety of personal care products as it is as it uses to regulate food and drugs. Because right now... There's safety in those places. Not all of it is as best it could be, but um, so they would be required to do a few different things to um, inspect factories, manufacturing, collect and keep records. There'd be more of a check system in that area as well. Um, And again, you can text Better Beauty to 52886 and you can check out the work um, that Beauty Counter has done with the Personal Care Product Safety Act. There are a lot of tools. I'm going to link for you guys a post on how you can actually act and write a letter to your representative. Killer, um, I love that. Yeah, and there's actually, you can call, there's a phone number you can call where you're here, here Greg Renfrew, our CEO, go through the instructions that you need to talk to your local representative over the phone. And it's not that scary. Like you'll get um, probably an assistant or um, a machine on the other end. But it's important that we bring this issue to light. They do catalog it. Yeah, and as constituents to say, like, I demand you to at least take a look at this issue. So, I have one more resource that I think people would be interested to know because we talk about her all the time. Lindsay Dahl has a website, lindsaydahl.com. 
and I have been um, looking through it and she has whole sections on here on safer products and she has a clean beauty section a non-toxic product section and environmental issues section and all of them are I mean years she's been writing about this it looks like beginning was around 2014 is when she started writing and it's full. I'm talking hundreds of things that she's written about. So if you want some place to, to go, that's somebody trusted who's literally working in the industry for change, who's working in Washington, D.C., who's been writing articles for a while. She's been featured in things like Chalkboard. Uh, if you've checked out Chalkboard, it's uh, the Chalkboard. It's a um, online blog that spe- specializes in clean living. She's been on Refinery29. Um, Huffington Post, New York Times. She's done a lot of um, pub- published, publicized things. So definitely check her out and you can check her out at lindsaydoll.com. We'll have it in the notes and you can look into it a little more. Perfect. So we know we talk about Beauty Counter a lot on a this lot. podcast and, and there's uh, so many reasons for it, but this right here today is the main one. The advocacy work that we're doing to provide safer products for everyone. And so, yes, you're going to hear us talk about that. But we love bi- it too much. I know. But the big issue here <laughs> is is the lack of regulation in the industry and anything that we can do to move the needle forward with that we are going to do. We ask that you guys do the same in a call to action. Please take action. Please connect with your local representatives and do what you can do with your voice because it all starts with one. It starts with one voice and this whole becomes movement. Many. That, yep, exactly. And so um, we need to be a force to be reckoned with with this issue and we know we get crazy passionate about it. If you're new to it and you have questions, you can email us at Rebel Heart Radio or you can comment on any of our Instagram posts or send us a DM and we would be happy to connect with you and get back to you and share more information. For um, sure. But all of these goodies will be in the show notes for you guys. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Record. I'm going to say that every time now. Record. Record. (laughs) I'm terrible with the tongue roll. You should, like, hurt me trying to, like, speak Spanish. Oh, I can tongue roll till the cows come home because I played trumpet. You you just, you so fancy. The trumpet has a lot to do with the muscles right around your mouth. Like, I couldn't whistle for, like, six years because these muscles were so strong that I couldn't go... It was like duck lips. It was like, because I was doing this so much to play the trumpet that these muscles got really strong. It's, I, it was one of those things where somebody in the, somebody in one of my bands that I was in was like, was like, I can't whistle. And we were like, what? What do you mean you can't whistle? And then you tried it. And, and I tried it. There. And I was like, what's happening? I was like, But it was just interesting being like, I can do the splits. What? I didn't know I could do the splits. (laughs) Oh, I hurt you. Yeah. We're we're learning all sorts of things about each other. (laughs) 